Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today's episode is about customer service. I was motivated to make this solo episode after my daughter was here in Florida visiting, and she is newly engaged. So I was very, very excited to take her out dress shopping for the first time. So Riding around this area, I'm fairly new. I've only lived here for four years. The first thing that came to mind was David's Bridal for two reasons. One, my daughter's having a very small wedding, only 10 people by choice. She is a very simple girl. She loves to travel. And her and her fiance plan to travel the entire year of 2024 and do a world tour. So her logic was, why would I have you spend all that money on this ginormous expensive wedding when, you know, I'd rather have the difference in the money to go on this amazing trip. So I am excited for her. I think it's great. I think big weddings can tend to be pretty stressful for both families and attendees. And, and I think as a hairdresser, we have a whole different perspective where how many times have you had a client sit in your chair and roll their eyes and say, Oh, I have to get my color done because I'm going to this family wedding I don't want to go to, and I'd rather be anywhere but there. And it's kind of like an obligation and not a fun uh, thing that they're looking forward to. So all of that, plus her reason for wanting a small wedding, works fine for me. But every mom wants to experience helping their daughter pick out their dream wedding dress. So she's getting married in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And her personality is very boho, very, you know, down to earth, uh, easygoing. I, I could never picture her in something ruffly and big sleeves and, and all of the things that were in style when I got married a million years ago. So we had something in mind and she had a very uh, hard stop at $500 was the investment for her dress. She's like, I am not spending thousands of dollars on a dress I'm going to wear once in front of nine other people. So I got that. So I was like, David's bridal. Perfect. You know, I used to have a client who worked there and she always told me about the behind the scenes things and how affordable and how great the quality was. So we were very excited. We made an appointment because we knew that that would be a better experience. And from someone who has shopped at Nordstrom for the past 20 years, I am used to a certain level of, you know, excitement and experience from when you make an appointment to shop somewhere. So we get to the place and we're right on time. We were maybe even a couple minutes early and we're greeted by, you know, there's three women at the front. It's like a podium type thing where you check in and you could tell that they were just visiting with each other about their own social life, which all of this correlates into the salon. Trust me. It's all, all, there's all a reason why I'm sharing this in the salon world. So how many times has your client walked into the salon and there's three to four people all huddled around the front desk girl laughing and telling private jokes or talking about their weekend. And it instantly makes that client feel uncomfortable. You have to remember that when a client comes to see you, 
there's a little bit of anxiety attached to it, especially if they've never been there before. They weren't sure if there was going to be easy parking. They weren't sure, um, you know, where to go to check in or where the restroom is and all of those things. So walking into, ha, 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 you know, everybody gathering around the desk laughing and carrying on and being a little bit immature when a brand new guest is coming in is the same thing that we felt. And now Bryn, you know, has my salon in Pennsylvania. So she is well aware of what that's like when a client isn't greeted properly. And that was the experience that we had right off the bat. So they, the one girl leaves and she goes to find this other girl. She never told us her name. She just walked up and said, I'll be taking care of you. What did you have in mind? My daughter explained to her what she had in mind. She said, okay, go take a look. And there are, when I tell you, hundreds of dresses and they're all mixed in racks. It's not like these are the long sleeves. These are the halter. These are the strapless. It was, for lack of a kinder word, a shit show. Just dress upon dress upon dress in those plastic covers. So overwhelming. I wanted to leave right then. I'm like, this is total BS. Like I should not have to dig through these dresses. Most bridal boutiques don't want you touching all of those dresses because that's their sample that they're going to be putting on all these brides. So it was very self-service. I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, we're, we're going to be paying less until I pick up the gowns and they're every bit as expensive as the boutique places for um, bridal, you know, $2,000, $3,000. I was like, okay, now I'm really getting pissed because it's self-serve, but it's not self-serve prices. So Bryn is going through and picking things up. She picks out like three dresses. We get over to the dressing room and it just was not, I can't even put words into how not special it was. It was like her and I were at Kohl's or uh, Macy's or a department store and we're just grabbing stuff off the rack and trying it on. I had a better emotional experience purchasing my daughter's communion dress when she was in second grade. The woman was like waiting on us. Would you like something to drink? You know, what can I get for you? Here's the restroom. You know, I'm going to pick out what I think looks good on your daughter's body type. And then you give me feedback from there and we'll just keep, keep tweaking it from there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, there's tears in my eyes. It was an emotional experience picking out a communion dress. It's like a little mini wedding dress that they make the sacrament of communion. And so I was like, how did I get here? How did this become the experience of getting her bridal dress and it being so not special. So we go through the motions. We have a lot of laughs because, you know, some things just look really bad. Other things just looked okay. And then she tried on a suit, which looked amazing on her. And I was like, you know, it's not a bad idea. It is a casual wedding. You look really awesome in this suit. It was a bustier underneath and she could do like some sequins on the bustier and then a, a fit it jacket and, you know, wide leg pants. It just really looked awesome on her. Um, so we took a couple pictures. We had fun with that and we start looking at shoes and we kind of just tried to make the best of it, but we left. And I thought, you know, I can be a real pain in the butt because I always expect the best of the best of service because it's the 80, 20 rule that I talk about all the time, both in my membership and on this podcast that 80% of people in their role in any given job 
are only just showing up and going through the motions. They're not going the extra mile. They're not making anything special. They're not leaning into their position in the hopes of getting to another level. They're just going through the motions. So that's 80% of people in general. So I'm always looking for that 20% that goes the extra mile. You know, at the grocery store, when someone goes the extra mile and says, oh, here, I had an extra coupon for that thing that you're buying. I'm going to swipe it on the um, scanner and save you money, or let me bag that for you, or do you need help walking to your car? It's really not that hard to be that next level of service. So I'm bringing this to you to tell you, because we ended up going home really disappointed, and then we started shopping online. Now, we wanted to get the physical in-person experience. You know, we're trying not to be too, you know, reliant on online businesses because it's usually the bigger box stores, the little mom and pop places don't, you know, aren't able to survive. So we really wanted to have that in-person experience, but she ended up finding a dress online that was way prettier than any of the dresses she saw at David's. It was a fourth of the price for the dress. It fit right into her budget where she wanted to be. And yeah, it wasn't a special experience, but neither was going to David's bridal. So that's where we are as an industry. There are always going to be clients who want that up-leveled experience, who, who don't mind paying more for that top 20% experience, for that really special interaction that leaves them with such a great feeling when they leave that they don't even question your price. But if you're behaving the way David's did and you have a gang of people at your front desk and everybody's, you know, rolling out of bed with sweats and sneakers and their hair in a ponytail and no makeup on and there's no cohesiveness to the dress code or branding or any caring about what they look like or how they treat the guest, you're not going to make it. Or you're going to have to have your prices so low that people strictly come to you for price. And is that what you want? Do you want to be Walmart or do you want to be Nordstrom? Or do you want to be somewhere in between? Do you want to be Macy's? Because there's plenty of room in the middle. But pick a lane and make your career everything that you want it to be because it all comes down to you and the way that you behave. If you have a 10 a.m. client and you're jumping in the shower at 9.45, I, it's safe to say I can assume that you're not successful. You're constantly making your clients wait. You're not waiting on them or giving them extra special service because you're so frazzled and anxious and behind because you didn't give your, yourself enough time to get to work. There's nothing worse than we know when a client comes in 15 to 20 minutes late and she's got Starbucks in her hand and talks about how brutal the traffic was. And you're looking at her and you're like, come on, honey, I know you stopped at Starbucks. And what's worse is you didn't even pick me one up. So if you're going to be late and you're going to make excuses, bring me my favorite latte and I can kind of look the other way on your lateness, right? So think about your level of service. What are you providing and what would you think that you would pay for that same level of service and experience? I promise you, if you make that visit so special and so unique and so individual to your guest where you're providing exactly what they want and need, having snacks at the front entrance of your salon. We always have a basket with individually wrapped like pretzels or crackers or something like that because we know that our demographic, our client, our ideal client avatar 
is a very successful woman who works nine to five and she may be our six o'clock. So she's coming right from the office, probably skipped lunch because she's busy making all that money to pay for our, you know, higher price services. And she's coming right to the salon and she's hungry and she is respectful of your time and doesn't want to stop and get something to eat. She wants to be on time for you. So the least that we can do is offer her a custom cappuccino or latte or coffee or water or some kind of drink and a little snack to hold her over until she can leave and go have her dinner. So those are the ways that we up-level the experience. We have beautiful robes that they can change into so that they don't have to sit there with anxiety the whole time they're getting color done that a blob of color is going to land on their, their sleeve or they're going to get it on, on the neck of their shirt when they're getting shampooed. We're very conscious and aware of that. Um, we have a special apron that we can put on while we're shampooing that goes into the sink so that no water ever runs down their back. I can't tell you how many clients I talk to when I'm at parties and they say, oh my gosh, I dread going to the salon because I always leave like I took a bath. I've got color stains all over my face. There's water all down my neck. My shirt's soaked. I'm like, there's no excuse for that. It's 2023. We have tools for that. So don't just say to the client, oh, getting the stain is part of the visit. It's not. You know, I have videos that I share free on YouTube about preventing stains in the first place. And if you were lazy and didn't prevent them, how to remove them so that a client should never leave the salon with a ring around their head looking like they just went to church and got ashes on Ash Wednesday. Too many Catholic references in this episode. So if you're not Catholic, you're hating me right now. But I have a coach that I hired for how to create an online course. And she just shared her branding pictures with us on social media. And she's, she's very much a tomboy. She never wears makeup. Her hair is never done. And I'm used to seeing her that way. And I thought, wow, she looks really good. She had makeup on. Her hair was done. The first thing that my eye went to was the telltale hair color stain all the way around her hairline. She wears her hair back off of her face. And she had a complete ring of whatever shade of color, probably a 4N, was all around her skin. And that's going to be in her branding photos for the next five years. Most people don't do branding photos every year. So she took the time to hire a professional photographer, wear dressier clothing than she's used to, have a professional makeup artist do her makeup, have a hairdresser style her hair. She looked amazing. But shame on that colorist for allowing her to leave with that stain. And then I see people going down the rabbit hole of stain removal of use Ajax bleach, you know, like take a cotton ball and dip it in bleach and put it on their skin. I don't know about you, but I don't want household bleach on my skin. There are better ways to remove that stain. So if you don't know what they are, I encourage you to go to check out my YouTube. It's just my name, Elaine Travis, and there's probably hundreds of videos on there. And one of them, if you scroll all the way down, is how to properly remove stains from hair color. I can safely say with 100% accuracy, I have never, ever had a client leave my chair with a, with a visible stain. It just never happens because A, I prevent them and B, if they still sneak in there with my prevention method, I know how to remove them without putting household bleach or even worse, 
cigarette ashes was a thing in the 60s and 70s, hairdressers would just say, oh, just take your finger and wet it and put it in an ashtray and use some ashes and it takes it right off. That is disgusting. I do not want someone's burned off ash from their gross cigarette on my face to remove hair color. It's a new year. It's a new world. There are tools to remove stains. No excuses. Stop making excuses. The other excuse I hear all the time, and we're really going off on a tear with my ADD. We started out at bridal dresses and customer service, and now we're talking about all the things. I am so sick and tired of seeing people say, oh, that's just her hair. She just pulls a lot of warmth. Oh, you just pull a lot of brassiness. That's just your hair. No, it's not. You're making that hair brassy. You, the colorist, are improperly formulating and you're expecting the hair to do something that it cannot do. So if you keep blaming the client and medication, I just saw a post today and I took a screenshot. They were like, oh, she has to be on medication. Is she taking medication? Oh, she, I'm looking for it now on my phone to share the exact wording. It was very comical. Um, is she using medicated shampoo? I have a hair client who has really bad psoriasis and now, you know, we can't get her hair to lighten as much. Um, it's going to sound crazy, but tell her to use Dawn dish, dish soap as shampoo once a week. And, you know, is she on any medications recently? Everybody's blaming medication, lifestyle, diseases, all of the things when, to be perfectly honest, hair color can only do so much. And if you're expecting a level two client to become a level seven with a tube or bottle of color... You are absolutely creating brassiness. You, you, the colorist created that. It's not medication. It's not, you know, her nationality or where she was born or whether or not she uses Dawn dish soap or medicated shampoo. It is simply that we all have a lot of what's called pheomelanin in our bodies. Some people have more than others and hair is only meant to be pushed so far. So if that is you, I highly recommend you checking out my next workshop is in April. Go to my website, expertcolorsolutions.com. Sign up for the wait list for this workshop. It's three sessions. We're live. It's not pre-recorded. It's a live workshop. And we're going to talk about formulation and all of these things that you're making excuses for. Don't you want to finally know for sure how to formulate properly so that there is no brassiness to contend with in the end. So I hope so. So this was a crazy all over the place episode, but that's me. That's my personality. And that's why I get to do whatever I like because it's my podcast. So thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you'll check out my YouTube channel and I hope you'll take a second to leave a review on iTunes for the podcast. And of course, share it with any of your hairdresser friends so that we can grow the audience and we can get everyone in the fabulous and fearless formulation club so that you don't have any anxiety around any hair color. Once you've been in my world and let me be your mentor, I promise you, you will be fearlessly formulating for the rest of your career. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.